I'm going to talk about this on the podcast because there'd be ramifications if I talked about it on, on air. There'd be ramifications. Um, last week, jurisdiction in our household for preparing evening meal was passed from myself to my wife. Oh, right, a little bit like when Chris Patton handed over Kong- Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a flag? <laughs> yeah, it's quite similar. Oh, do you actually. remember that? Yes, yeah. Um, and as a result... Oh, my goodness. This is very... I can see where you're going here. Uh, are you sure you want to make this statement on record? Yeah, let's do it. Do it, go on. Just on the podcast. Get Never it all out. Get it out in the open. So, <laughs> when I used to buy dinner earlier mm. on in the day... Uh-huh. What that then meant for my simple little man brain was I knew what I was eating that evening. OK, so you know where you stand. So, yeah, I know where I stand and I know, I know where to set my levels of excitement and anticipation. On a smaller level, some people like to have a holiday booked in because they've got something to look forward to. Yeah. For you, on a daily basis, you knew that you were having ribs. <laughs> I do, and no matter how bad the day was going, yeah. I knew that I'd selected the meal in the evening. I could do your nutting, but you don't care because you're having ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday was the first day of the uh, the Brave New World. Okay. And I got on the train at Liverpool Street and I fired off a text. A few cursory, hey, how are you? Hope you've had a good day, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then went to the, what have we got for dinner? Which is really all I wanted to know. Was it all in one tap or did you do the dinner bit follow-up WhatsApp or was it all in the one? Uh, it was a follow-up. So it was Advice. like, oh, what have we got for dinner? Just, well, just while you're on. <laughs> like it. I'm going to try that one. Chicken and quinoa. Oh, quinoa. Dry, drier than a kangaroo's jockstrap. I don't even know what quinoa actually is. <laughs> quinoa is budget rice. So it's not couscous. It's not couscous. It's just like... Tell you what, it looks a little bit like dry frog spawn. Oh, oh. Do you know what? Can I, can I put... A th- a th- a, this might be a conspiracy theory, right? You were talking the other week on the show, she's sneaking oat milk in. Sorry, she, sound like the cat's mother. <laughs> your, your, your wife. Yes. Then we've got this quinoa thing, taking yeah. back the, the reins of food. It's almost as if she's trying to make me healthy. So, something going, how dare she? That's disgusting. And then there was that thing with the big coat yesterday that had um, shrunk over the summer. I know. I mean, that's the coat's fault, isn't it? It's the podcast. Unbelievable. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Bush and Richie here with Hometime on a Tuesday night. I'll be doing all right. I've just had a haircut, so I've got plus two dexterity. Hope you're having a good day as well. <laughs> it's been a strange one for me today. A really strange thing happened this morning. I heard from an old car of mine. You heard from an old car of yours? <laughs> I did. It I wrote did. you. <laughs> I, got, uh, I got an alert telling me uh, that uh, a receipt had come through uh, for the uh, the dart charge, the, the toll for the Dartford River crossing on the M25. Love that place. And I'm thinking, well, that's great, but both cars are on the driveway. What's going on here? Oh, so you must have suspected foul play. I did indeed. Blimey. Just thinking some kind of fraud here. Then yeah. thinking, oh, no, my wife went to Blue Water about three weeks ago. Maybe it's took a, taken a while to drop in. OK. Looked at the receipt. No, it definitely said 10 to 11 this morning. And then I looked further and I realised that the car that I sold five weeks ago, I forgot to deregister it from the automatic dart charge. Okay. And so I have paid for the new owner of my old car to go over the Darfur Bridge today. It's like a little complimentary thing thrown in with the <laughs> sales. Lovely piece of generosity for me that I wouldn't normally do. But that must have been nice, though, bearing in mind, and I, I don't mean this in a bad or brutal way, but you did trade in that car that had served you so well no, for 
you're quite right. A newer, younger, better looking model. Absolutely. Faster one. Nice to hear from it, though, isn't it? It is. There was, a, there was a part of me that looks and kind of thinks, oh, he's having a good time. Oh. Nice little jaunt. Someone's seen him and thought, I'm going to love you. I'll take you for a little drive. Tell us about tell us about this car, then, so people can picture in, in their mind's eye what it was. Silver VW Polo. Name, did you name the thing? Or? My wife did. She called him Phil. Any reason? Because he was silver, like Phil Schofield. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. I like that nickname. So it's called Phil. So, Phil, you know. Yeah. Was it this morning? Yeah. Phil, Phil was going, where, where was he heading? He was ways. He must have been heading south, because I yeah. sold him in Essex. So if he's going over the Dartford oh. Crossing, he's got to be going into Kent. I hope he's had a brilliant day. I've, the thing is, I regret it now, I've deregistered him, so I don't know what he's going <laughs> to... You should have requested a photo. We could have had a little photo of him. Maybe, maybe you should do a thing where you put, like, I don't know, five quid on a card for him every month. <laughs> Here's the pro- possibly one of the nichest, one of the nichest questions we've ever asked of our audience. Come on, I'm ready for this. Have you ever heard from an old car of yours? Oh, yes. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Laura's tweeted to say, I see my old car a couple of times a year at the local petrol station. I'm genuinely surprised it's still going. It was the first car to me and both my siblings. 15 years heavy use, ending with my dad giving it away. New owner (laughs) has fixed the dent that I put in it, backing into a tree on my own driveway. Happy story there. For me, though, I'd be like, I'd go over at the petrol station and say, Jashi prefers you put the petrol cap on that way. Kind of <laughs> yeah. My mum and dad, I've mentioned this on the show before, uh, had for quite a few years a thing called a bongo friendy. <laughs> I remember you t- talking about it. You were conceived in a, I was like a not mobile conceived, caravan, weren't we, you? Yeah. I was not conceived in a bongo friendly. That's completely unfair. However, they used to drive around this thing and they would flash the lights at other bongo friendly drivers. Yeah. And they sold it. And they've. I think they regret it to this day. <laughs> so they do. I think they've seen it a couple of times in Torbay. Do yourself a favour. Google what a bongo friendy looks like. I promise you'll buy one by the end of the day. So look, Dave, you said you didn't bump into your old car, but you bumped into the old owner and that we wouldn't believe it. Dave, take it away. Yeah, yeah. me and my wife were living in Spain for a few years. On the uh, run, on the run. <laughs> and um, I bought an old Peugeot 406 in Spain. Yeah. Uh, it was on Spanish plates, but it was an English car. Um, we drove back to the UK... We were staying with my sister-in-law. One night there was a knock on the door. Uh, this bloke standing at the door, whose car's that parked outside? I thought I'd done something wrong, you know. Um, and he said, that was my old car. I drove it to Spain. Do you want the original headlights for it so you can get an MOT? <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds on that, Dave? Wow. No, I mean, that's, that's, that's nearly 2,000 miles away from where I bought it from, and we end up in Rydate, and we got the original owner knocking on the door. With headlights. <laughs> yeah. I tell you who else will be knocking on the door, someone for film rights for that in the next year or so. You watch out. My, my word. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. 
Tony says, I part exchanged my Audi TT for a Honda Civic with a reputable dealer. A couple of weeks later, I got a letter that had been pounded <gasps> for being apparently abandoned somewhere in East London. I felt genuine sorrow for the poor lonely thing. Isn't that sad, though, isn't it? Very sad. Seeing it get locked up. Uh, this text says, I bumped into my first ever car the other week, a little black Micra. I may have parked my Tiguan, my first ever family car complete with sun visor for baby, beside it and took a photo. Sad, I know. But I'm glad the new owner didn't come out of the shop. This is the, the emotional attachment people have to yeah. these things, and that's why it's so wonderful. Uh, Mel, tell us what happened to your father-in-law. Uh, so my father-in-law was uh, watching an episode of A Touch of Frost. This was quite a long time ago, like the, the 1990s, I think, when he saw a red Nissan Sunny going into the car crusher. Yeah. Uh, saw the number plate and realised that it was his old car. Wow. <laughs> so it's, well, it's one thing bumping into a car that you used to own, but to see it on TV, that's amazing. Well, to, that? see yeah. it, to see it die. Well, it was a watch it. moment for him. <laughs> oh, dear. How, how was he watching that, actually, the nation, <laughs> you know, seeing his car get crushed? Uh, well, this was before he was my father-in-law, but according to uh, my husband, it was, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a shock, but I think they felt that it died well. <laughs> Well, what a way to go out. Primetime TV. <laughs> With David Jason, no less. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> I love this one. Hi, guys. None of my cars have ever made contact with me, but occasionally I will stalk them and enter their details into the tax MOT check site to make sure they're being looked after. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's like Friends Reunited, but for cars. <laughs> the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. And uh, we've had some great stuff coming. Jay says, I sold a car to a guy who travelled by plane from Northern Ireland to the south coast to pick it up. He calls me every year on the anniversary of buying it to let me know how it's doing. Incredible. Isn't that unbelievable? Uh, Joe, tell us what happened to your dad. So, um, he had a um, Pride and Joy bike. Um, Twenty, I think the bike itself is about 22 years old. And he sold it to actually pay to buy a family car when I was younger. Right. So we had to get rid of it. They've got, got this uh, people carrier to ferry me to and from school, all that sort of stuff. And then about a year and a half ago, um, he was sat down the pub with a couple of mates and somebody rode in on the bike. Wow. And, um, yeah, he uh, offered them a price and um, they weren't too fussed on keeping it, so he bought it back. And it's sat in his back garden now. That's Amazing. incredible. How many, uh, they got like a load of extra mileage on it or what, what, how, what um, did it have done? I think I think since he bought it back, it gained something like sixteen thousand miles. So it clearly been on a bit of an adventure. I love it. It's like this item coming back to you. Do you know what I mean? That's what I think is amazing <laughs> yeah. about it. I would also love to hear from people this evening who have, and I love this concept where you like something so much you go over and make an offer. Imagine doing that. <laughs> yeah. Pub car park. I'll buy your bike off you, mate. You get yeah, the bus home. <laughs> Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, Sarah from Somerset. This is lovely to read. Guys, my dad has a bongo friendy, and my two boys think it's the best thing ever. Thank you. For, look, my, my parents had a bongo friendy for about five or six years. They love that kind. They occasionally still see it down in Devon. Must be like a, a, a Torbay thing, maybe. <laughs> don't you do it. Don't you dare say conceived. <laughs> well, it's out there now, everyone. We, I was not conceived in a bongo friendy. Uh, Pat. Uh, you came across your old car. Tell us about it. Oh, it was, ter- it was terrible for me. My poor yellow Fiesta. It was my lifeline. Yeah. And it was it was nicked. And um, I, I thought I'd let it go. We we mourned a bit. Let it go. And one day, just driving along with my brother in the car, pulled up along these lights, and I thought, what the hell? 
Amazing. That's like res- restorative justice or something like that, isn't it? Absolutely. I'm, I was so chuffed. How long ago did that happen? Uh, this was years ago when I was a student, and it was my, you know, the only thing I owned really, if anything, no. So, yeah, it was really great to so have it back. You managed to steal your own car back, which is a wonderful thing. I know. I just parked it outside my flat where it was, you know, it was supposed to be. And, and yeah, I didn't get any recriminations, nothing. I just drove off. It was a lovely feeling. I guess you can't <laughs> steal back something that is no, yours. That's a good point. That, that's absolutely right. It was mine. And, it, you know, I'm sure it just was waiting for me to come and collect it, really. Oh, poor thing. Home time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. With tailored contracts that lower your monthly bill, it's easy to find a phone you'll truly love at Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. Meanwhile, I saw someone have a horrible little accident this morning on the way into work. I was walking down our road. There's loads of people having building work done on their houses at the moment. Uh, And as I was at the tail end of our road, I saw a guy on the roof accidentally whack his thumb with a hammer. Ouch! But like, not like a little tiny dink. (laughs) An absolute, like, poof. And his language, I've never heard language like it. I I thought I had quite a vocabulary of swear words. This guy was just blue. <laughs> to the point where in the distance a dog barked, or you know, like a load of birds come off, <laughs> off the trees. Yeah. So it's mad, but I thought to myself, it's probably happened loads of times before, if you're in the building trade, that must be the recurrent accident, whacking accidentally your thumb or whatever with a hammer. I guess if you're if you're a roofer particularly, oh. you know, just slamming those tiles in. Well, I think every line of work has got one recurrent accident that is probably quite annoying, quite like uh, tiny really, but it happens quite a bit. For us here in the uh, the world of DJing or radio presenting, I find the most recurring accident I have two things: either your earphone lead gets hooked and then nearly pulls you over when you're trying to walk away from the desk. It's, it's hardly a, a hammer into a thumb, is it's it? Not, it's not a hammer into a thumb. Or <laughs> well, this is one, hardly a job. If I try and take my headphones off sometimes, I'm, I slip on my right hand and it knocks my glasses off. And if you're a glasses-wearing fella, there's nothing more humiliating than that. It's like being like nude on the floor. And from someone stood opposite you who's seen it happen a few times now, it's very funny. I hate it. It makes me go mad. <laughs> it's like life slapping me in the face. Yeah, I guess that is, that is as close as it comes to a a workplace accident for us, isn't it? Because, I mean, yeah. the, the nightmare would be a sore throat and you can't talk. Exactly. Might not be a nightmare for the listeners, but it would be for us. Safe. But that's not an accident. That's probably, yes, yeah, probably a bit of a bonus for them. Well, unless, for example, if you work in the catering industry, you work in a kitchen, you've probably got uh, loads of little tiny weird burn marks just above your knuckle of your thumb. Yes. You always get them in the kitchen yeah. for some reason. Or, uh, you know, wherever your line of work is, you've probably got that one accident that's specific to what you do. So let's just get these out in the open right now on the show. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, Ryan is a postie. He has tweeted and says, for the posties, it's the letterbox ping on the fingers. Ow. Or it's the obligatory dog bite. Did, uh, is this an urban myth or do dogs actually go for... Is that a thing they go yeah, for posties? They do, definitely. They're, they're, dogs are territorial animals. I, I was, I've never been a postie, yeah. but when I did my paper round as a teenager, <laughs> there was one house on my round that had this massive dog that would sit on the staircase and there'd be these windows on the staircase and it would look 
out, see you come up the driveway. I was so scared. It's terrifying. I used to pay my mate Neil to go and deliver the papers to that house because I was so scared. I subcontracted one house of my round to Neil. What happened to Neil in the end? Was he all right? <laughs> He's fine. He's, He's actually big, fine. bigger lad than me. He could run faster. If you're Neil, get in touch. Give us three rings. Let us know you're okay. Matt Lambert says, as a teacher, surely it's banging the tops of my legs on the corners of tables. Ouch. Jason says, rubbing skirting boards down and ripping your little finger on the grip roads for the carpet. Double out. Awful. And Evie says, uh, kneeing the tractor steps when you climb in, speaking on behalf of all farmers. Going to have to trust her on that one. Never been, you ever been a tractor? Never climbed a tractor. I've never climbed a tractor either. <laughs> Thanks for those. Uh, Megan, tell us what it is in your job. So we, um, with me being a hairdresser, we get cuts on our fingers all the time. Um, just constantly, constantly got plasters on, you've got wee nasty scars, it doesn't look very good. So how, like, as a hairdresser, right, first of all, do you do stand-up hairdressing or sit down on a wheelie stool one? <laughs> You're meant to sit down, but I stand up. <laughs> okay, and then how do you get your other... Which fingers are you getting then if you're cutting yourself? It's like your index finger right in the crease. Oh, oh yeah. And your knuckle as well. I've hardly got any skin left on my knuckle. Now, if it happens, whilst you... Obviously, mm-hmm. it's only going to happen while you are mid-client. Do you have to style it out? Or, well, or like, would you actually go, Oh, ouch, I've just cut myself. <laughs> You usually just discreetly go off to the side, wash it off and come back. I mean, nobody wants blood on their fresh highlights. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little help. Hometime on a Tuesday night with Bush and Ritchie. Your flies are undone. Only joking. (laughs) Just some of the great gags we're going to be working through this evening. And all this week, we're giving you the chance to win up to £1,000 and a new Samsung S10 handset. All thanks to Tesco Mobile as we play Family Phone Tune. Now, Carla is lucky enough to play tonight. How are you, Carla? Hi, I'm good, guys. Nice to see you. I'll speak to you. Nice to speak to you. Where are you calling him from? I'm calling from Perfleet. Perfleet. I've never been to Perfleet before. Has it got got stuff going on in Perfleet? Lakeside. Oh, well then, I've been a few times. <laughs> I've never been as lost as I have been in Lakeside a couple of times. It's a, it's a, a hell of a shopping centre, isn't it? It's brilliant. I think I live there more often than I do at home. OK, where do you like to go? If you're going to go for a meal at Lakeside, when you're stopping off for a bit of shopping, where do you normally go? What's your takeaway? It's usually either La Tasca or we've got the Pizza Hut or there's usually upstairs. Can't go wrong with a spud. I mean, excuse me, why is why has nobody mentioned the IKEA meatballs? But anyway, that's for another that's for another discussion. I'm not going there. Today. She's, she's gone for Latasca, Pizza Hut, and Spud. What's the weather like in 1993? <laughs> right, look, we've got a competition, and you can win some stuff here, Carla. So here's the rules. All right, let's let's go for this. So Richie has surveyed 100 people, and he's asked them questions about the love affair that they have with their phones. We're going to give you one of those questions. You have to identify the top five answers for each correct answer. You hear this. And you win yourself £200. If you get the top answer, you hear this amazing sound. Which means you'll get a brand new mobile handset plus the 200 quid as well. But, Carla, give us an incorrect answer. You hear this noise. Three of them. The game is over. We'll see what you've won, OK? Okey doke. That will make sense. Let's play family phone tunes. I have asked the good people of Great Britain, which app do you use the most on your phone? Carla, we are looking okay. for the top five answers. And it's which app do we use the most on our phones? Yes. yes. 
Okay. Apps, apps, apps. Um, I'd say the App Store. Well, the... <laughs> Google's app store. The app store, I'm afraid, is, is not is, is not a right no. answer. Okay, I would say uh, Facebook. Facebook. Yep. There it is. Is the third most popular answer. Well done. Um. All right. Let's think about this. Let's think about uh, Twitter. Twitter. Second yes. most popular answer. That's four hundred quid she's got. I'm no mathematician. Oh, you're oh. doing well there. Four hundred pounds. A pair with no one shoe that'll buy you know a pair of shoes. <laughs> um, what? What we, uh, Facebook Messenger, Facebook Messenger. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, you've got one um, life left and three answers oh, still God. to find. You can do one this, life. Carla. Um, um, your camera app. What? The camera app? Carla. Oh, Carla. I'm afraid oh. not. I'm afraid not. Those are your three lives, but. £400 is not shabby in anyone's world. That's not bad, is it, Carla? That isn't. Really happy with that. Spotify was fifth. WhatsApp was fourth. And the other missing one was the Star Prize. Instagram, number one. Star Prize. I was going to say, Insta. £400, then. You're saying shoes you're going to go for. It'll probably be a small pair of shoes. Or go upstairs, (laughs) treat yourself to some spuds. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, this is Family Phone Tunes. It's all thanks to Tesco Mobile, who help you get the phone you truly love, and we'll play again tomorrow. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. We actually spend time planning this show every day. We do, weirdly. And that stuff was planned. (laughs) What's about to happen, we have no idea. It's because it's Tuesday, it's Tombola Tuesday. Uh, Richie, just under your face, you're lit up with gold because the gold Tombola is is on the desk in front of you. What a, a, a beautiful item it is. Isn't she wonderful? And inside this vessel, 100 balls. Wow. They're all numbered, so we know which ball is which. And each of those balls corresponds to a topic, a topic that we want you to engage with us on. But we don't know what that's going to be, because the balls will decide. It's live radio at its most dangerous. This literally could ruin the show. Spin that tombola. And it stops. It's got to get to the, uh, the hatch. Slides open. Weirdly, Pete Donaldson's come in and is just in the other studio. I think he's come in just to be involved with Tombola Tuesday. That's the effect that this has. That's the drama. That is the drama of it. Deep rummage. Right, what ball number have we got? Andy, it's ball number 19. Ball number 19. If I knew the bingo calling lingo, I'd tell you what that was. But what actual phone-in is it related to? I was there at the beginning or I was there at the end. Oh, all right. So this might be a story about maybe seeing a band for the first time before anyone else got into them. Or, using your band analogy, there for their last ever gig. Maybe you were there when Oasis had that big fight in America and then decided to go their separate ways. Or maybe I'm thinking of a story that I'd call in with. You might not take the call. I was there for the first ever match at the Emirates Stadium. Dennis Bergamp's testimonial. That's amazing. There you All go. Right. That's how it works. You've won a tea towel, Richie. Well done. Thank you very much, with my own face on it. <laughs> there at the beginning or there at the end... Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name.
Absolute radio. I uh, bought tickets to see Imagine Dragons in the UK before they released any music into the charts. Paid £12 for a gig that was supposed to be in Coco Camden on top of the world. Went to number one. Gig got moved to O2 Shepherd's Bush. Incredible stuff, says this person. <laughs> Amanda says, I was there at the beginning of Gavin and Stacey when no one else was watching it. I'd go to work the next day, have no one to share it with. All of Nessa's one-liners. Dave Coaches. Nothing. Can I just say, I, I think that Gavin and Stacey is one of the least funny things on television. <laughs> you know, like, everyone always goes on about, oh, Gavin, I, it's awful. <laughs> well, you're going to get on well with Amanda. Sorry, I, Amanda. I quite liked it. I don't like it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not keen, Amanda. Uh, let's go to the phone and speak to Jonathan. Jonathan, uh, where were you? So basically, it's Rock on Sam in Paris. Um, and I used to go every year. It was the same kind of lineup as uh, Reading Festival. So at the time, Oasis were playing or due to play. Um, you saw an ambulance go down the side of the stage. I was in the kind of middle part of the audience waiting for them to come on. Uh, and then you heard a concert, normal message going across the audience, and uh, Oasis had split up there and then. Wow, so you wow. were there at the end? Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, I mean, you, all you could see was an ambulance, and you saw the kind of, I think the band, Oasis back banner came down and stuff. And I think Block Party were on the stage and also mentioned it had been a fight. And then last, the next thing we heard, Concert and Norman and Madness had to play instead. <laughs> so Madness was super stubs. You were there for Oasis and you got the Nutty Boys. <laughs> yeah, and sadly, I'm not a massive fan of Madness and it already played earlier that day, so I had to sit through two Madness concerts. <laughs> <laughs> Some people would love that. Some people actually love it. Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's about being there at the beginning, there at the end. I'll nearly be there at the end of this bed because I had the wrong fader up. Hey, it was workplace accident. <laughs> yes, that's, that's what true. it was. Yes. Uh, we're asking you tonight, so were you there at the beginning of something or there at the end of something? That was ball number 19 tonight. Uh, for stat fans who are keeping a record, uh, Jackie, I've got a feeling this could be fun. Jackie, were you there at the beginning or there at the end? I, I was there at the beginning. I was about 15 years old and my friend who was, I think he was a cameraman or sound or something, and he was doing an interview with Joan Collins at the Cambridge Theatre backstage. <laughs> Right. He invited me in to um, to watch how it was done and everything. Yeah. And uh, I was chatting with Joan on the sofa. Oh, I was chatting with Joan on the sofa. Listen to this. <laughs> As you do. As you, you do. Know. And and um, she had some paperwork with her in her hand, and she said it's uh, a new program, and I'm going to be like a female JR. I remember her saying that, and I said something like, "That won't work." <laughs> and what, what was the program? What was the actual program? Dynasty. Oh, wow. Jackie! So you were there at the contract <laughs> signing of Joan Collins going into I Dynasty. I can't remember if she signed it there and then, but she had it in her hand. Can you remember whether she pronounced it Dynasty or Dynasty? Good point. I think it was always Dynasty. Really? There we, oh, we oh, have oh, it oh, from oh, the oh, lady oh. who was in the dressing room when Joan signed. In the room. Confidant yes, of Joan herself. <laughs> Yeah. And I have to say that uh, Hinge and Bracket... Oh, yeah. Was, well, was for the kids. Was I can't remember which one it was, and they were in costume. I don't know if, it, I don't know if it was Hinge or Bracket, it was one of them. Okay. Was there in costume as well. Right, OK, great, OK. Jackie, an amazing story. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> That's OK. I love you, boys. <laughs> Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. 
Uh, Jackie was just on, obviously talking oh, about Jackie. being there at the beginning of uh, Joan Collins in uh, Dynasty, as she went with. Yeah. Uh, but then also, uh, as Stuart says here, he goes, get Jackie back on, chaps. I want to know more about the hinge and brackets. <laughs> Me too, right? It's just to confirm, there's Jackie on a chaise long or whatever chatting to Joan Collins about to sign the contract for Dynasty and one of hinge or brackets stood there as well. In costume. Isn't it? It's like a dream. <laughs> it's amazing. It's waiting for Abraham Lincoln to walk in. Very bizarre. Uh, Justin in Hampshire says, I saw Matt Letizia, in brackets, Lagod, score the last goal at the Dell for Southampton, which he was playing now. Yeah, I saw that text coming. I didn't bring that up because it was against Arsenal and we lost. Oh dear, oh dear. The, the, the whole vibe of the show's taken a funny turn. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. There at the beginning, there at the end. Have you got anything on that? We've got Martin on the line right now. Martin, were you there at the beginning or the end? I was there at the end. What was it? It was Huddersfield Town when they moved to the new ground, the old Leeds Road Stadium. Right. The uh, local teams play on the ground after the end of the season. Okay, so were you you, uh, just in the crowd or what were you doing? I was the referee on the very last game. (gasps) Oh, so you literally blew full time on that old ground. I blew the final whistle on Huddersfield ground. Oh, tell us you've kept the the whistle, the whistle and pride of place somewhere. No, no, I gave, I gave up refereeing due to lack of ability. Oh, right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> there's, there's many that I wish still did that. Yeah, I tell you what, there's a couple of jobs going in the VAR team if you're <laughs> talking about yourself like that. What do you think of VAR uh, being a, an old school referee from back in the day? I think sometimes it's good. I don't think they're using it to its full potential at the moment. At the moment. Okay. I think the Premier League could do a lot more with it. But I think it's got, it's got a lot of potential. I mean, do you know what you should do? I'll just give you a little business idea. I, I can see uh, Martin here hiring himself out, full referee's kit with the whistle, blows time on anything that you're closing down. <laughs> yeah, that could be quite good. Well, yeah, but tearing down a block of flat to get Martin. <laughs> Absolute radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Not that you would want to dob Richie into his wife or anything like that with what we said at the beginning of the podcast. We just want to just, uh, you know, reaffirm here right at the very end that, you know, what happens in the podcast stays in the podcast. Absolutely. Yes. But if you did want to tweet, it's at Absolute Radio. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. The podcast is done. We hope you found it a lot of fun. Of course, it won't be for everyone. So they can stick it up their bum. Thank you for listening, the podcast is done. We hope you found it a lot of fun. Of course it won't be for everyone. So stick it up your bum.